Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. H cubed up in this bitch. Yes, sir, yes, sir, and we back again as a duo yeah. in this motherfucker. We've been gone for a little bit, but we back, and we hitting y'all with something I don't think we've hit y'all with in the new year yet, at least I don't think, and that's a regular episode for all time's sake. No, we did one. Uh, I think we did one. Us. Did we do one? Did we do one? I think we did one. Okay, I guess we did. See, look at the time. Time just getting us. Time keeps on Listen, slipping, bro. slipping, slipping. Time flying. It's already... <laughs> You know, they were already damn near halfway through February, halfway through <laughs> two months of the new year, so crazy. Well, we just we but really we just are. beginning February. You you jump in, you jump in a couple weeks ahead. Don't don't give us any more age than we need. Some of us uh, are already old. You hey, listen, saying? let me tell you why I feel that way, right? Let me tell you why I feel that way, right? <laughs> What's up? Because I'm actually still living five hours ahead of y'all niggas because <laughs> I just came back from Ireland. I'm still on Irish time. So I'm still living in the future. My bad. Yeah. So what is the equivalent of Irish? Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> I'm assuming it's some kind of uh, similar horn, but not as swaggy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I need to investigate that. I need to figure hey, that nah, out. One thing I will say, though, about that out there is that they're actually pretty uh, artistically inclined because um, I don't know. I, I just feel like um, they, like one of the things that I've seen out there in all the pubs and like restaurants that I went to. Mm-hmm. Was that they all have live uh, music playing? Like people are in there, and they're they're doing their little. Uh, and and a lot of it, I think it's it's like Irish native music. Okay, probably um, yeah. But they also did uh, dog. Do you know this song called uh, "Zombie" by like the um, the Cranberries? Yeah, the Cranberries. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yo, dog. So I had heard that song before, right? But I seen this dude that like like maybe like ten seconds prior he was singing like this super crazy like Irish joint right uh-huh. and then he was like all right I'm gonna play this song and then well first of all apparently that song is from an Irish band the, the, the Cranberries are that makes sense because I didn't know I didn't honestly I would have never known that they were Irish but I was pretty sure that they were not from America because <laughs> I mean they were in that yeah. time frame where there was a lot of pop groups that were not from America and we just didn't like know that European pop groups and yeah shit. like a lot of that dance remember the now and all them yeah. other songs like that all those were like uh, uh, some type not even british just european pop groups yeah for sure but um but yeah so the dude was he started singing that joint and i was like yo this nigga is singing this joint so viciously right now oh. and like even better than the original and i feel like that's something that's crazy about like live music mm-hmm. and why it's so vicious is that even when like you hear a live version from the actual artist itself it almost always is better than uh, you know the studio recorded version. Oh, at facts. least for for from a listening perspective, at least. I think. And I kind of like it when people do it in in other styles of music that's not necessarily the yeah. style that it was in. Yep. Because yep. I've seen people do like slow, almost balladish types of shit from like Britney Spears and shit, and it sounds yep. phenomenal. And you would have not if you hadn't have known originally that that was her song, you wouldn't have known that. So I, I really get what she's talking about because that joint. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love. First of all, the Cranberries are a good band. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> they are not yeah. a bad band. So I would yeah. love to hear somebody just kind of take it and rip it. You know, with, Bro, with that joint. And, and, and 
and this is what I love too, right? On top of what you just said, on top of doing it in a different style, also like changing up the notes mm-hmm. of certain of certain parts of the song. I think it just shows a lot of creativity, in my opinion. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I think to to just to add to what you were saying about like changing up the style of it is is pretty is pretty dope, and it, it definitely makes I don't know. It shows a lot of of, of the artists, I guess, artistry or whatever. Yeah, it's but. it's really the only way that you can be creative when you're covering someone else's music. Exactly. Yep, yep. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Switch because it up somehow, like that. Yeah. Because um, I feel like if you just sing it exactly how you know the the original artist sings it. It kind of is like, yo, I, I'd much rather just listen to the original artist. True. Because you're not bringing anything else to the table at that point. But, exactly. But um, but yeah, no, that was just a really dope uh, part of my experience out there. Just to make a long story short for y'all, I was in Ireland all the last week, and it was pretty dope. If y'all haven't gone to Europe, or if y'all listen to Europe, shout out to y'all. But uh, if you haven't gone to Europe, man, it's definitely a different experience. And uh, everybody drinks out there. It's so crazy because... Mm-hmm. They don't have soda on tap like they do at bars here. But they got that beer on tap, dog. Nigga. nigga. <laughs> you know how over here, like, they, they, you are at least going to have Coke and Sprite on tap. Yeah. At the very least. Or some kind of soda, right? Dog, they give you, like, these little uh, mini, like, little uh, Coke and Sprite or soda in general little bottles. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, like, your chaser, I guess, or whatever. Oh, for, for wow. I mean, even... I've heard like a lot of places around the world really don't have sodas on tap. Like we be having sodas on tap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, cause I mean, like that's... I know they drink a lot of soda in like in like Central America and Mexico and shit, but they usually only get it by the bottle. Yeah, like I'm the, trying I to tell you, bro. I don't. I can't remember when I was in when I was in Honduras. I don't. I can't remember any place that just had soda on tap. That you might I can be think right. Of. That might just be, be. That might show how like gluttonous we are with our sugar and shit. But that's true. Now I'm sure they do have soda on tap in Honduras, but where I was in Honduras, they sure didn't. So. Yeah, 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 no, for sure, definitely. It's always in a bottle or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, man. And on top of that, uh, their their English out there is definitely different. You know what I mean? Like it's their cadence, their accents. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have their own native uh, Gaelic, I believe, is what it's called, language. Yeah. And, and uh yeah it's kind of crazy because like they'll switch off like you'll be hearing like what you think is english and then it just changes to you know their native language or whatever like mid conversation now you know how most of us feel hanging around with our spanish friends y'all hey, must start nah, speaking nah, spanish you that, nah, <laughs> you're right though you're right that is very true i'm, about to say, I'm just saying <laughs> That is very true, cause especially like when I'm when I went when I went out with my family or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like I'll be talking to my dad, and I'll start talking to him in English, and then I finish the sentence off in Spanish. So mm-hmm. I definitely, definitely, uh, I definitely felt what <laughs> motherfuckers feel. But um, also had the good old fashioned fish and chips, traditional style. How you supposed to? Okay. From what I from what I asked. Okay. And uh, that shit was pretty fire. I ain't gonna lie. Mm, okay. Put a little 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 uh, salt. Vinegar and, and ketchup on that joint, you good to go, man. That's just fire. They ain't got no hot sauce. You know, I didn't see no hot sauce. Damn. I ain't gonna lie to you, but you're probably right. Hot sauce probably would have been ideal here. Yeah, man. Okay, if I go to Scott, uh, if I was a, you said Ireland, right? Ireland. Yeah, if I go to yeah, Ireland, yeah. I gotta remember to be like Beyonce. Put that hot sauce in my bag. Put though. the hot sauce <laughs> in the bag because let me tell you. Well, actually, you know what? Nah, actually, now nah, I think about it because. I got this one breakfast sandwich, which was actually pretty fire, mm-hmm. and it did have hot sauce on the eggs, which is crazy because I feel like you don't typically 
see a breakfast sandwich in America. Come with it on it, come, yeah. Yeah, come with it on it. So it was, it was actually pretty. That's Actually, that sounds dope as long as they don't drown it in the hot sauce. You know what I'm saying? No, no, it wasn't. It, it, it almost felt like they kind of just sprinkled it at the very end, like all throughout the top layer of the joint. And uh, See, it was pretty fire. That's dope. Fire. That's dope. So, man, shout that's, out to okay, Ireland, man. Okay, might actually might actually have to adjust the trip and swing through Ireland real quick. You know, what I'm, I'm trying to tell you, bro. <laughs> it, it, if at the very least, just to have one night, like, cause dog, when I tell you that everybody from like the ages of like 18 to like maybe like mid 50s is out and about, like going to some kind of bar, some kind of pub. And getting lit, bro, on Friday, on Thursday, <laughs> after work on Wednesday. Dog, every pub is just, it, it's dog, it's crazy, bro. Like, it, it makes our happy hours, like, look like goddamn little quinceañeras, dog. Yo, oh, for, that was kind of towards the other thing I was going to ask you. What's the price of the drinking out there? What's that like compared to here? I would say it's, all right, so I'm going to be honest. I haven't gone out to a bar in Probably since like before. Well, actually, maybe I have, but I just, I guess, not enough to remember specific prices. I'll, here. I'll just let you know, prices really have not changed. In fact, if anything, they've probably gone up. These have gone up. Uh-huh. So it might be a little bit cheaper over there then, because I would say like a mixed drink is probably going to run you like seven, eight euros, which is probably maybe like eight fifty or so. Oh damn! Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, but I mean it, that sounds it, about it, right though. Yeah, so it, I would say it's probably pretty comparable to over here. Okay. Um, it's not as cheap as, like, I guess as it might be in other countries or whatever right now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely not, like, too expensive. But I will say that the currency exchange uh, or the currency rate, mm-hmm. like, from the dollar to to the euro and to the pound, mm-hmm. or to the pound is even worse, but to the, to, the, to the euro, at least when you get over there, it fucking sucks because they try to – rip you off essentially because the the current the exchange rate i think it's a dollar six is one euro but when you get over there they charge you extra and you're paying like 240 for 200 euros what so it kind of it gets kind of pricey so i'm just saying this y'all if y'all do plan on traveling to europe and do want to you know carry at least like a couple hundred bucks in in cash just in case which i do recommend because oh here's another thing too did y'all know that tipping is not customary in Europe. Yes, I knew that having previously been a server. <laughs> Nigga, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Like, like they kind of like take it as an offense if you if you tip them over there. Well, they also get paid like livable wages to like be bartenders yeah, and servers true. versus that, that, what we do. So that's that's very true. So because I remember we uh the first thing we did like you know we got in a taxi to go to to our hotel when we got there right mm-hmm. and um i think the the taxi was like 15 bucks and we just gave him a 20 and you know we told him to keep the change and he was like nah like i'm good like he like he didn't accept it what i'm trying to tell you bro it was kind of crazy and you know like okay. i guess we kinda, I, I got the vibe that he kind of felt a little disrespected but uh hey yeah, i mean a hey, different you? custom different country man you know Look, I ain't tripping because, you know, at the very, at least on that regard, mm-hmm. it's cheaper, I guess, in that regard for drinking out there. Yeah, because t- like tipping know, here anywhere in this country will get, will get you <laughs> broke real quick. Exactly. So, you know, over here, you're you're spending, let's just say, $50, $60 on drinks in the night, and then you're giving at least another $10, $15 in tip. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I guess it does end up being a little bit more expensive here So um, in that regard, but 
overall, I think it's it's pretty similar. I'd say. Okay. Okay. But it was it was pretty cool. The experience overall was pretty cool. I ain't gonna lie, the food kind of sucks out there. <laughs> it wasn't the greatest. Yeah. As I said, they do have the snack wraps out there. So if you're a fan of snack wraps, you might have to go to Ireland. <laughs> um, but it was it was pretty good to have. Like I was explaining it to my co-host, that good old uh, you know, hitting up your ex one time for the one time <laughs> and then never seeing her again. Yep, you know that, I mean? that old That's comfortable feeling. <laughs> That good old comfortable, just warm feeling for sure. That's what it was, man. But shout out to Ireland, man. Y'all was y'all was lovely. Shout out to Ireland. Shout out to Ireland. Well, for me, ain't really shit changed. I am full. I got the last stint out of me, so I'm good to go. There you go. No more dealing with this whole shit. I guess I'm almost technically all the way healed up, so I'm boosted. In- insert Jamaican horns. <laughs> Oh man, but but yeah, I'm happy to be done with this shit and hopefully never have to deal with it again. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Look, man, for, I've listen. I've I've heard a lot of people uh, mention that either themselves or their family members have gone through that. Mm-hmm. And dog, when, when I tell you that almost every one of them tell me that it's the worst pain they've ever felt in their life, like not even close. I'm just like, all right, yeah, I never ever want to get that dog. That sounds terrible. And honestly, I hope you don't for real. But let's go ahead and get this episode started. Yeah, for sure. We in here talking y'all talking y'all ear off about all of our situations. <laughs> but um, Hell yeah. So the first thing I saw uh, earlier was that uh, Juice World's estate said that they're they actually sold ninety percent of his music rights to um, a group called Opus Music Group. I don't. They didn't exactly say in the article why it was that they decided to sell the rights. I mean, I'm assuming. They just wanted, you know, the cash from it or whatever, you know, but they're still going to keep 10% so they can get some money over time from it. You know, no judgment there. I don't really want to know what their situation is and why that they went ahead and sold the music rights. But they sold it to Opus, which is a very, very young company, a very, very young music company that are only known to have two artists. Um, right. The dude from Puerto Rico. What would you say his name was? Raul Angelo? Uh, Raul, yeah, Raul Alejandro. Raul Alejandro. And, uh, and then uh, Maluma also. Yeah. So Maluma's big, and apparently Alejandro's getting bigger, right? He's actually pretty fucking big. Oh, right he's now. big too. I'd okay. say, I'd say he's he's like he's maybe a notch under Bad Bunny. He's huge right now. Okay. Okay. Like well, he's see, he's touring all over the U.S. and everything. He's he's popping. And see, everybody thought that it was really weird that this company <laughs> that they sold the rights to this company. But now that I think about it, okay, like Alejandro is is big right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, huge right now, obviously. And Maluma is already Maluma's big. Also, He's one of the yeah. biggest ones in the game. Sure. So they actually have the clout to buy uh, Juice World's uh, yeah. music. But then uh-huh. in the end, that could really help them out as a company. I mean, financially, you know what I'm saying? Of course, uh, that's and how you recoup all the money you've been investing in these guys and exactly. you know, you're getting all that in. And then you can for go. Sure. And now that you already have a reputation for having for good, for scouting good talent and for, you know, them being at least, at least like Maluma having longevity in it. I don't know how long Alejandro has been in it yet. So, um, but uh, you say he's I, right under bad bunny. I'm assuming he's been in it for at least a couple of years. I would say he's, he's maybe like at least two or three years in. For okay. Sure, I would say. So obviously, cause you know, a lot of music artists don't really make it past the second year. So I'll yeah. still count him as new, but with Maluma, you yeah. have longevity. He's been in the game five plus, at least I know that. Mm-hmm. So it, it could end up really being an extremely smart move for Opus Music Group. But at the same time, if they never like, 
if they never really do anything about it or if they don't really make the right moves to try and acquire artists or, you know, whatever else it is that music companies do, because I'm not even going to sit here and tell you that I know what the fuck they all do all the way right. through. But uh, that could really be detrimental to them in the end. Now, <clears throat> I will say this, right? Um, in regards to the family, I think that if they're not really sure what to do with uh, with Juice World's music or if they don't have it, if they're not sitting on tons and tons of his music uh -huh. i think the reality of it is the best thing you can do is to cash out on what you do have why because the the, the reality of it is right that his popularity is only going to go down the more time goes on true. and that was true 20 years ago uh you know when uh tupac and biggie died uh -huh. right in a sense that don't get me wrong i know that they're still popular in today's age but the reality of it is that they came out in a different time where there wasn't as many artists and that our consumption of music wasn't what it is today. Exactly. So I feel like for that reason, right, I think uh, Juice World's music, except for his, like, you know, diehard fans, eventually people are, aren't going to listen as much, right? So owning these rights to his music, I don't think is going to be as uh, beneficial in the long run especially for people who might not know what to do with it. You know what I mean? So, True. you know, they, they might, I think in this case, maybe cashing out might be their best option. Now, did it say how much they, they uh, paid for it? Or They didn't say, they didn't give the amount how much they paid. And they also didn't state whether uh, they, I mean, they said, sorry, sorry. They said that he had, um, that Juice World had uh, unreleased music, but we don't know how much of it has already been unreleased because I think he's had already at least one, maybe two posthumous albums think maybe one yeah so maybe they just don't want to like I mean, maybe the family's thinking about it they don't want to drag it out and do some like tupac and biggie stuff where at this point like maybe there's not that much in the vault for him and at this point you're just chopping and remixing stuff like they've been doing for biggie for Bro. almost two decades now and let's be honest dog i can't think of too many artists that have had like a successful posthumous uh career that 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 not only was it successful uh critically but also financially you know what i mean like exactly because usually people might buy into it because of you know nostalgia factors or whatever but when you really get to listen to it and you realize eh, maybe this wasn't maybe it shouldn't have came out you know true and i mean like the only the only artist that i can really think of off the top of my head that has had us a, a ridiculous amount of posthumous music release was tupac right but at the same time a lot of that posthumous music didn't come out until like the mid to the late 2000s and that was when we already had internet and was like, you know, we could download shit illegally, blah, 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 blah. Right, so right, right. I, don't I don't really know how much those sold, actually sold when they came out versus how much they could have sold <laughs> if they had been released like, you know, shorter after his death. Because I think like the junk that had Thug's Mansion on it, I don't remember what album it is, but it was like right after he passed away. Um, right. That joint, I know it sold like shit because it was the, like the first one. And then, like, maybe and, the next two after it did. But, like, I don't think the rest of them really sold like that, except for, like, what you say, except for the diehard Tupac fans. Right. And, you know, and I guess my question is how many of those albums or, or songs in general were already put together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think that has a lot to do with it. Like, yeah. Because the reality of it is that only the artist has the vision that they have for their music. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if they're, they're uh, their friends or their engineer or whoever, the producers. None of them can really do exactly what, you know, whoever would have kept doing. It's always going to sound a little off. Mm -hmm. It's always like it's not going to be like 
I don't know. It's going to sound gonna like a, someone's best interpretation of what they would have yes. wanted. And that's and remember that's we had that whole conversation about the um uh about the pop smoke joint. Yeah. When his posthumous came out. Yep, yep. That's true. Yeah, and I, and I think that that joint actually wasn't that bad. It really um, wasn't. Like I didn't che- I didn't check out the second one. I was just talking about the first one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, like what you could definitely tell was like, okay, like yeah, this sounds like something that he would have done. But like, was it really? Because I mean, like, what was it? It was Fifty that put it together, right? Yeah. No. And personally, right, I feel like it was a. They did a good job as far as that goes because I feel like it's really hard to not sound like what you just said. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Cause, because you know, like I said, it, it's it's almost impossible to reciprocate what somebody would do if they're not here to do it. So exactly, but also I will still state to this day, even though I like the song, the woo, I still feel like like Fifty Cent was like, all right, I'm just put my own track on this joint and just have this since it's this nigga's album, just have him sing the hook and shit. Because I was oh, yeah. like, how dare you? How <clears throat> dare you? It definitely sounds like a, a Fifty Cent song, even yeah. the, uh, even the hook. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, Nah, for sure. That's exactly what that was. So I was like, let me put my own record, my own record on this nigga record. <laughs> can't forget that, but you know what I'm saying. Nah. But sure. um, but yeah, this is an interesting wave. But it's like niggas like like I can understand why Iggy Azalea would have done it. But like, why did Future sell his shit? Like, it seemed he seemed like the one that one of the ones that would want to keep their shit. You know, especially since he had the Rocky deal to begin with. You know, he would want all of his masters and shit like that. But maybe masters are just not that important with rappers anymore. And you know, and that's another thing, right? That um, I think that a lot of a lot of rappers now, maybe most of their money comes from sponsorships. Maybe most of it comes from deals with different companies, uh-huh. as opposed to music. Maybe as a music, because think about it, right? And it's crazy. Like I seen this post uh, from I took a screenshot because I forgot who who said it, <laughs> but um, Lil Duval, right? Okay, he said. Some hip hop, oh, seems like hip hop has become more about podcasting instead of music now. Now, I'll take that and expand that and say it seems like hip hop has become more about everything else instead of music or instead of actually the music itself. Because the reality of it is, right, Uh a lot of these artists, dog, a lot of them are dipping their hands in different, you know, pools and trying to see different forms of revenue. Why? Because I'm assuming that it's not the same. The money isn't the same from their music nowadays. Now, obviously, they can still get some, uh, you know, big money off of touring, which is why a lot of these artists, you know, they'll go on tour for, uh, you know, four or five months. And then two, three months later, you, you'll hear about their next tour. Uh-huh. And they don't even have a new album out. Exactly. You know, so they're just taking advantage of them. And I'm, I'm not even mad at them, you know, because the truth is, like, I'm sure that, you know, uh, their revenue has taken a hit since streaming came out uh-huh. since all this other shit came out and uh yeah and, and again i'm sure us as consumers only know the tip of the iceberg of it i'm sure that you know facts you know there's other people who could probably are more uh uh, uh what's it called um they're more qualified to have you know these kind of conversations <laughs> yeah. but in the words of uh who is it that said that the charlamagne Somebody said that to Charlamagne, you're not qualified to have. It was it was it Birdman? <laughs> no, it was Beanie Siegel. There you go. There you go. It was Beanie Siegel. I know. I know. It was it was somebody that looked like either of them. But yeah, so you know, there's people who are more qualified to have you know these conversations. But nonetheless, I'm sure that um, artist revenue has taken a hit. And yeah, you know, like 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 Lil Duval was saying, people are doing podcasts now. Look at 
Gillian Waddle, you know, they they signed a humongous million dollar multi-million dollar deal. Yeah. And I'm sure that they'll they'll say this, but they have made maybe I guess in this case only Waddle, uh Gilly, uh Gilly, because he was a rapper. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure Gilly has made 10 times, maybe 20 times the amount of money that he made rapping doing his podcast now. Oh, I'm sure. But see, like how how big did Gilly the Kid actually get? Because I feel like I never heard his name until he started podcasting. Really? Yeah. I definitely heard of Gilly the Kid. Like uh, around a time where Lil Wayne was popping, maybe like uh, late 2000s. Or, yeah, around really? that time. Yeah, for sure. It does not bring a bell at all other than podcasting. Nah, he was definitely, he was definitely. I believe I you. Say, I believe you. I'm just saying, for me, I'm surprised it just doesn't ring a bell at all. I, I was about to say, I, I don't, he wasn't at the success of Lil Wayne. Of right? course, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, but, um, but shit, but, I still remember Charles Hamilton. <laughs> he didn't, and he didn't get his, uh, he didn't get that, he didn't get like on Lil Wayne's level at that point. Same thing yeah, with, no. uh, what's, what's his name? Ryan Leslie. I remember him too. Still yeah. didn't get a, to that point, so you know. And but but see, at the same time, I just feel like because there's people who don't even know who Charles Hamilton was ever. True. You know what I mean? So you know, and again, because at that time, the internet was very new, and it wasn't as in your face as it is now, where like everybody knows all uncome up and coming rappers. True. Yeah. Because, exactly. You know, Instagram or what, what have you. But back then, if that wasn't your style of music, you know, you might have not ever heard it. That's true. So, um, in this case, you know, uh, like just going back to what we were saying that, you know, I think, uh, I've seen a bunch of different rappers nowadays. Oh, oh, and you know, I'll tell you what, I think one of the, the, I don't want to say pioneers, but one of the modern day pioneers for that, Mm -hmm. I think is action Bronson. You know what I mean? Hmm. Because he's, um, he, he like, I feel like was one of the first ones of the modern age to really dip, uh, dip his toes into the whole uh, TV show thing. He does the fuck that's delicious joint. Yeah, you're right. I, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, I he's, one, he's one of the first ones to really go into the YouTube world. And when you go on fucking YouTube and put Action Bronson, there's a good chance that you'll find hundreds of like 30-minute episodes. Versus of any of his music videos or <laughs> clips of his shit. Yeah, like, like, look, and I'm not saying that he's not a good rapper because he is, mm-hmm. but I can for sure tell, like, I can for sure look at some videos of his on "Fuck That's Delicious" and be like, "Oh, I've seen that," as opposed to songs that I've been like, "Oh yeah, I know those." No, I feel you. I feel you. So, for sure. and, and, but see, but I feel like that's a that's what you have to do as an artist because if you're not connecting with them as a musician, you can connect with them in other ways. You know what I mean? And still make money, still break bread, and I feel like that is kind of like the model of the modern day artists now like you have to have a different hustle or else you're not going to be successful at all and see it's not really acting anymore because i don't really see any of these you know younger rappers or or even the middle the middle age rappers or i want to call them the ones that have been here for a little bit longer than the new niggas uh none of them are really going into the acting you know like the like even even this even the street movies like you know the Beanie Seagulls and all of them Cameron yep. doing all those movies You're right. versus you know DMX actually in Hollywood blockbusters or you know Heavy D or Ice T or even LL Cool J on TV like you don't really see that with this new generation. Um, so I mean you know I don't know how many of them do but maybe they go on the rate like Tyga does and hey only they have <laughs> an OnlyFans. I swear to God everybody got an OnlyFans now. And that's what I'm saying. Like there's there's countless other things. And I'm sure that Tiger probably made a fucking 
big ass amount of money. Oh, I'm on, sure he on did. That OnlyFans shit. Because, I'm sure he did. And even if it was just a quick cash grab, <clears throat> I'm sure he could make just a stupid amount of money just by posting random ass fucking pictures with bitches that he's with and videos and whatnot. So I don't know. I feel like it, it, it just kind of all goes under the umbrella to me of it just being the age of the of media in general. And I feel like if people can't see you, if people can't see another perspective of you, then you're just not going to be as popular. I can see that though. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, good luck to um, Juice World's family. I hope that, uh, Works out for you or, you know, his estate, whoever's running it. I'm sure it's family. Yeah, for sure. Hope all that shit works out for you. Yeah. Um, and I hope it works out for Opus and they can um, either maintain or, gr- or, or grow from this. Yeah, I'm sure. It seems sure like they know. have nothing yeah, but the opportunity at this point. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. With those two artists, <clears throat> you know, arguably two of the biggest or two of the bigger artists in um, in Latin in Latin music, I think they're, they're, they're pretty good for now. Pretty sure. much. All right. Well, let me jump into this next story. And I got to actually pull up the article for it. And since I, I kept the article up, that made it easy. Record label BMG has been exposed for signing a Paris-based rapper, Freeze Corleone, despite allegedly knowing he was, he was dropped by Universal Music Group because of Holocaust-denying and anti-Semitic lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, what they say, I'm trying to, let me, let me go by this joint. And actually, look, look, this motherfucker had a song <coughs> called, he has a song called KKK. Where this nigga raps about Nazi vehicles and calls himself a young Adolf Hitler. I'm like, what is what is what's going on with you guys now? Like, bro, you know what's funny, right? Like, I just feel like even if you were a believer of all this shit, right, mm-hmm. you should know <clears throat> that you're not gonna see support from any major label spewing these kind of things out there. Mm. So why not just keep these things to yourself? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, saying it just. It blows my mind, dog. It's like a kid that you tell him, like, yo, if you don't touch this uh, this one candy here, I'll give you the whole bag of candy afterwards. Mm. But it's just like, dog, I need it. I need to wild out right I have now. to hit it. I have to take it. I got to do it. I have to. I have to say these anti-Semitic things. I have to. Oh, my like goodness. Now, there was a... I, I remember I was telling you something at the beginning when we were talking before the show started, and it was a thing to this, and I want to find it right now. Because I, of course, I cannot. Um, But it was talking about how they were trying to be sneaky about it. Right. Okay, let me see. Uh, Internal documents show that BMG's French division weighed the financial benefits of signing Corleone in 2001 or 2021 against his history of hate speech and ultimately decided to sign him so long as they could bury the lyrics and hide their involvement. Emails obtained from BMG showed execs <laughs> noting Corleone was France's fastest growing artist in the last two years and thus would really help out, help us meet our revenue target. So this is why they really? decided to, to get this guy despite all the fucking racist shit that he had been spewing over time. I mean, look, I'm sure it wouldn't be the first time that people put their morals aside for money. Oh, hell no. But, uh... <clears throat> so... But um, people tend again, to stay away from just outright anti-Semitic and anti, and, you know, and racist <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Like people tend, yeah. I mean, you know, despite how much money you can make, unless you have your own record label and that's, you, you don't give a fuck what motherfuckers are saying and you still getting money, right. whatever. But like at the same time, when it, when it can fuck up anybody's bottom line, 
Like they're not real. They they usually tend to step away from that type of thing, but they of just course. seem to fully embrace it off the fact that they were like, well, I mean, you know, this man the biggest thing in French rap right now, dog. You know what I'm saying? He gonna make it's us like, money, what you want, son. What you want us to do? I'm saying, son, we trying to get paid too. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> what they're saying, dog. And it's like, yo, like, look. We get that he was saying the wild shit, but dog, he's fucking the hottest shit in France. Like, bro, come on. There has to be a line somewhere. And I don't know, man. Like, I feel like sometimes it's just like, it's like you can be from one of the, like, you know, most, I don't want to say woke, but like, you know, just a country that is is like doing so well in all facets (laughs) of life. That yeah. like you think shit like this would not be on your mind, and yet it nope. happens all the time. We see it in England, we see it in France, we see it here. I mean, it's just fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah, what the fuck is up with people in this dumb shit? For and what is the what is the like, what is the bonus or like mental like high that you get off of having these ideas and having to figure like ha- wanting to spew them out to people? Like, and that and that's exactly what what I feel about it. Excuse me. Is that even if you do feel that way, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like there is a very thing that they tell us from dog fucking kindergarten. If you got nothing nice to say, don't, don't say, say nothing, nothing at, at all. all. Mm-hmm. Just keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Keep them thoughts to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just a matter of respect. At the end of the day, and it's, and again, this is the problem that I have with super religious people, is that it's like, yo, I get what you believe, right? But it's also crazy for you to say that what this person believes is wrong or is, you know, whatever, you know? And, and and I feel like that's that's one of the, you know, bigger problems that I have with that. But neither here nor there. Yeah. But um, but again, but yeah, I, I, I just feel like it's it's a bunch of bullshit from the record label. They're just they're just saying this because they got caught, essentially. That's really essentially what it is. You, you got know, caught trying to chase the bag, a bag that y'all had no business trying to put your hand in. Yeah, and and I know that they, they, what what they would argue is that, oh yeah, another record label would have signed them signed them for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, well they didn't, and y'all did. Mm-hmm. So and so y'all gonna get this day, bad press, but it's stupid because the record label gonna be all right. But whoever these people are that decided that we okay we gonna do this whatever we either either even though, all them people may not have jobs no more, <clears throat> but the record label is still gonna be Gucci. Yo, I just I was about to say like a wild. Um, saying i don't know if you've heard the saying that i'm sure you've I, i've seen it like in an older movie or something where they're like if my aunt had a had a dick she'd be a, she'd be my uncle or something like that but i was gonna say that i feel like that's kind of like a can't really say that nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard that specifically but i feel like i've heard something close but it was it, there was more to it than that bro it's crazy because i feel like <laughs> i heard it on a show that was like like on uh I might have heard it like on Fresh Prince or something like that. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. But like, <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe it wasn't because I don't think that they would say dick on there. But nonetheless, I don't know. I just feel like that that's that's a funny way to say, you know, no if and, you know, like there's no reason to, to talk about ifs, you know, because exactly. if my aunt was had a, had a dick, she would know. Yeah. Right. I, I, you know what? Now that, yeah, I feel like I've definitely heard that before. I just can't. I can't think it's of It's been where. somewhere. I definitely didn't just make that and up. And it I definitely sure. sounds like it's old. It definitely sounds like it's been around for a while. <laughs> Nigga, that sounds like they said this in the 80s all day. Nigga, it sounds that like they probably was... said it in the 50s. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. You might be right, along with a bunch of racial slurs that accompany it. Yo, facts. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right, well, uh, let me see. Oh, 
uh, I I actually brought this story up because of you, Biggie. Uh, whoever's running Biggie's estate uh, is selling a bunch of Air Thirteens, Air Jordan Thirteens, and there's actually twenty three pairs of Thirteens that they're selling. So uh, apparently they are going off at good prices, and the two that cost the most were a nine and a half and a ten and a half, and they sold for $32,760 each. Yeah. You know what the crazy part is? I would love to know as a sneakerhead what shoes those are because if you're telling me that they're a regular shoe, um, a regular Jordan shoe that came out that we can obtain now and the only reason it costs that much is because Biggie wore it on his feet. Let me tell you something, dog. I understand paying for the Michael Jackson jacket or the glove. Mm-hmm. Or them or loafers. Have, them goddamn or, loafers. Or them goddamn loafers. But, dog, shoes are different. Why? Because they almost for sure at some point have stunk before. <laughs> at some point, motherfuckers foot done sweated in it. They've marinated in it. They've chilled in it. And you're telling me that you're paying it just because they wore it? Like, it, like that to me doesn't make any sense. Especially... If it's not a shoe that's specific to him, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if it was, if he had his own Jordan or whatever, I feel like I would get that. But just this in itself, again, I would love to know what shoes they were because it sounds like they were just you know your typical general release Jordan. And if that's the case, then I'm good. Like and I granted, I I'm not gonna say I'm not a huge big I'm not a big Biggie fan, but like I'm not like a. I'm not somebody who would want to collect stuff from Biggie, I guess. So maybe they have, you know, a different point of view in that regard. But no, nah, it, it's as as a sneakerhead, no. I, I I don't think. How much did you say the number was? That, that they like sold for? Thirty-two thousand seven hundred and sixty. Yeah, fuck no. <laughs> Hell no. I would, again, I would love to know what shoes they were because it, it almost doesn't even matter to be honest. But no, that's, that's well. If you look up the Biggie Jordan, the thirteen is what comes up. So I guess he was known for wearing them back in the day. Let me see. I was trying to find if they had like pictures of the ones that that were sold or not. Let me see. But like I'm not being su- successful with these joints, and they look like they got a fucking what is that shit called the um the the lumberjack bottom? That's not a lumberjack, but the shit that the lumberjacks wear. Oh shit! The flannel joint, the flannel looking bottom. Red flannel with the black stripes. Oh no! Nah. But you these are like funny? ones I'm assuming that they made after his passing. Yeah, dog. So these are the ones that sold. Oh, those are the ones that sold. Yeah. So so we, <laughs> it's funny because I thought I had it wrong, but the whole time. Oh, I thought yeah. they were his his old joints that he used to wear, not like new joints. They didn't nah. even specify that. Yeah, 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 I mean, you're right now. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, that definitely makes sense. And ah, why? Okay. Here's another. Here, here's here's another thing that kind of didn't make sense to me, right? When you were saying that there was a nine and a half, like dog, I guarantee you, Biggie didn't wear a nine and a half since, <laughs> like, third, since like third grade, bro. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. I was like, there's no way that that was his shoe, bro. <laughs> No way that he wore nine and a half. Honestly, I'm, like I'm mad at school. myself now. I am mad at myself now. Mm. Yeah, so okay, that makes a lot more sense now. Them okay, look dope, be- though. I like them. Yeah, no, they're dope. And again, as a collector, okay, I get it. I get it now. But personally, 
if they weren't like a big shoe, they kind of just look like a like the bread, black and red uh, Jordan 13s. Yeah, but they got they just have his it's because they have his face embossed on the front. Yeah. And then they Mm -hmm. have the lumberjack uh, black and and red underneath it. Yeah. It's almost like a red bottom tennis shoe. Yeah, that's 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 kind of what it looks like. Um, I'm trying to see if this is an official Jordan product. Let me see as far as why they picked him with the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match the match. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so apparently it, it looks to be an official uh, Jordan brand product. So, yeah, so these are definitely going to be super rare. And while I might not pay, you know, whatever, 32000 for them, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that, that sounds about right. For shoes like these that they make, you know, 20 pairs of or whatever, um, uh, sometimes that's what they cost. Now, personally, I, I wouldn't pay for them, like I said, but um, that makes a lot more sense than, like, you know, some general release also makes from it, like 1999. Also makes sense of why there was only 23 of them made. Bingo. Bingo. See, niggas is starting to catch Bingo, on. Niggas Bingo. is starting to catch on. The pieces is starting to piece. You know what I'm saying? There you go. <laughs> the pieces start to piece. Sure. Some motherfucking Scooby-Doo mystery on this episode, yeah. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I'm trying to still somewhere early, I'm saying. Even though it's one o'clock, it's still somewhere early. <laughs> no, bro. All right. Well, um, them joints actually look vicious as shit. And I'm more likely now that I have a pair of uh, Jordans. I have the uh, the Carmine Sixes. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, I'm more apt to try and look at trying to buy some nowadays. Hey, bro, um, listen. The thirty-two thousand? You... Nah, bro. Come on, now. I'd rather buy hey, a listen. house. Listen. Shout out to. Uh... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna make sure I get this right. Because I always just know you as my man. <laughs> but I forget which. I know exactly is. who you going for, yo. Shout out to my man PMJC underscore 07. Yeah. He a real sneakerhead for real. Out in the you bay. Know what I mean? So let me know what you think about these joints, bro. Personally, I think they a dub. They a pass for me. Um, but uh, but but yeah, I'm gonna try to get my man Cooper onto some fire shit. You know what I mean? Something that, you know, for his for his age, you know what I mean, can help orthopedically and also on some fly shit. You know what I mean? So first off, how dare you? <laughs> Hey, look, man. Second off, let's go. <laughs> I know you need them orthopedics, bro, but look, we're going to get you some fly joints for sure. I promise you. Man. Actually, what do you call it? I didn't came up. Not, not only do I have the sixes, I have a pair of foam posits now, and I okay. have a pair of uh, Air Force Ones. My name. Low top jumps. Money. Hey, they they trying to keep me styling. They trying to keep me styling. They say I love you need to I love up. to hear it, man. Look, man, I love to hear that you're not walking around with the Air Monarchs anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm glad to hear it, bro. Love it for you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Shout, Step, hey, stepping look, up in the world. Man. Hey, look, PMJC. Trust me, man. We gonna we gonna make this shit pop. I'm gonna give my man. Uh, I'm gonna give my man a pair of ones. I think you would. I think you do good in some low top ones for sure. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. We gonna we gonna we gonna check it out. For okay. Sure. Okay. I'm down. You know me. <laughs> for sure. Let me see. Um. Oh yeah. So uh, Tom Brady ass decided to retire uh, again. Again. Because he had a shitty season. Yeah. And there was no redeeming qualities about it. <laughs> so he was like, it was a problem. I shouldn't have come back. I'm just and gonna. He take lost his family to it, by the way. Basically. And then he did the he did the only cool thing I think Tom Brady has ever done, which is he came on like Instagram, Twitter, whatever the fuck it was. It was like, look, look, 
Uh, you get the party the first time. Uh, so, you know, fuck it. I just thought I'd come on here and let y'all know. I'm out. Peace. Peace. And I was like, nice. respect, Tom Brady. The only thing I really fuck with you that you really did like that. Because that was just like, he could have, honestly, I hope he doesn't pull up motherfucking Brett Favre. When he comes back. He just keeps on coming back when he says he's nah. going to drop. Like, I just, let him retire in peace. Please just go ahead, nigga. You almost 50 anyway. Just go chill somewhere. You motherfucking deserve it. Bruh, you got almost me, as many rings as Thanos. Get the fuck out of here. Let me tell you something, bro. And this is what I told my brother. And this is the perfect, I hate to say this now, dog, <laughs> but it's the perfect life story example as to why you should never be greedy and just be satisfied with the blessings that God gives you. Why? Because this is what happened, right? Mm-hmm. This nigga gets kicked out of New England. They essentially kick him out. They didn't really kick him out, but essentially they kind of forced him out of New England uh-huh. through the back door, <clears throat> did him dirty, beefing with his, co- his coach for 20 years, and they did him dirty. They was like, yo, you owe this shit, nigga. We're going to the next generation. Fuck you. It's over, right? Mm-hmm. Dog, what did he do the very next season? He went to Tampa Bay and won a goddamn Super Bowl in their fucking mouth and said, nigga, fuck you. And, and you, know you should have just retired on that. Nigga. Dog, can you not tell me that it's not the most gangster shit ever? Son, that is the ultimate comeback. Oh, so y'all want to kick me off because I'm old? Yeah. All right, nigga, I'm going to go down south. We're going to win the Super Bowl. And then I'm going to be out this motherfucker because I didn't, I yeah. did it too many times. He he just had to he had to go one more. He had nah. to go one more. Everything was perfect for you, Brady. You had yeah. to be greedy. That's and what it you, was, bro. Terrible season. You out here acting <laughs> an ass. Everybody making fun of you and shit for for weeks and months and shit. Yeah, and then as bro. soon as you don't, your team is just gone after that. Like once for real, one season though. One season I'm y'all t- got it together, and then the next season y'all couldn't get it together. Same now, team. It, it is incredibly hard to, to, to win a Super Bowl. And I think that just goes to show, right? Why and it's an answer to the to the age old question of was it Belichick or was it Tom Brady? And I think it goes to show that it was both of them. Uh-huh. Be, because, you know, obviously Tom Brady did go to win the Super Bowl, but he won one Super Bowl without Belichick. Uh-huh. One. Belichick hasn't even sniffed a Super Bowl yet without Tom Brady. But he has made it to the playoffs. He has been at least competitive uh-huh. uh, with with Matt Jones. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I think he's at least showing that it was at least partially him. But again, I think being that Tom Brady actually went and won a Super Bowl, I think we could I think you could say that it was mostly Tom Brady. But I agree. It, and, you know I, mean? and I, I feel like I feel like and on some nerd shit real fast, I feel like Tom Brady, they got into the scuffle, right? Him and Belichick, right? And this nigga was just like, oh, word? Okay, like I said, I'm going to go down here. I'm going to join this team. We're going to do the damn thing. That yep. nigga had a, like a plus five attack added to his shit for the mm-hmm. entire season because he had an, he had the fire lit up under his ass yeah. to prove that he could fucking do it d- d- despite his fucking age. Yeah, the, despite he, his age, despite... What the motherfuckers that, you know, he was rocking with for the last 15, 16 years. Yeah. Believing him. And all of a sudden they were like, nah, we good, dog. We good on you. And so, like, that was was the joint that really carried him over into the Super Bowl and made that happen, in my opinion, right? His stats went down, dog. He didn't have that that bonus boost no more. He didn't. And then all the shit started fucking up in his life and shit started just coalescing and shit. And then, of course, you know, everybody know, anybody who's ever been an athlete, no matter what your sport is, if your Mm -hmm. life ain't right, your sport ain't right. For sure. 
Absolutely. And that's just the that's just where you where your fucking mental is at. That's all that is, right? Yeah. So of For course sure. he him is him and Giselle break up because of he said he was gonna retire, blah blah blah, whatever, whatever, right? That's gotta drag on you because now what? You you fucked up over losing the relationship, right? You you emotionally fucked up. You emotionally fucked up because you ain't got your kids around like that. Now you yep. fighting for custody of kids. You fighting for this. You fighting for that. All of it is negativity. So you went into a whole new season with nothing but like basically you had like a negative eight on your shit. Your shit got oh, curved. Yeah. Somebody put a spell on you. You got curved. Your shit. Ne- your defense <laughs> is negative eight. Now you can't do shit. Or your attack is yeah. negative eight. Now you can't do shit. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah, you should have just like stopped where you stopped where you were. Everything would have still been cool, even if y'all had gotten a divorce. It wouldn't have mattered because it wouldn't have affected anything. But you know, you're just your normal daily life. But when yeah, you dog. when you add professional football and the 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 pomp and circumstance and the and the press and all the stress that goes with that shit, it's just going to amplify your fucked up feelings tenfold. One hundred percent. I agree one hundred percent, man. And like I like we were saying, man, I think that was the perfect way to go out. They had the little parade in the water. He got all drunk in public for the first time and, <laughs> and was looking pilt in that joint. That joint was hilarious. I'm sorry. That's my other favorite Tom Brady moment because I don't, yeah, really, I don't like to Tom say, Brady, but those are my top two Tom Brady's. I love that Tom Brady where it's just like, <laughs> yo, that nigga is just, he just looks like a fun drunk dude. Like that's just what it looks yep. like. But um, he should have gone out right there. Would have went out, dog. Would have had without a doubt. And, and don't get me wrong. He still is without a doubt the GOAT to me in my opinion. As far as like uh accomplishments and everything goes, but had he went out like that, it would have been like a boss. There'd be no uh 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 excuse me, uh just kind of like I guess no smudge on the end of his career. Mm-hmm. He would have just went out on the top and uh, that's the way to go out. Gone out so, on fire, young. That would have been so vicious, but nah, niggas won't be greedy. And that's what I'm saying, and that's why I feel like it's the perfect example. Because not only did he not win anything else after that, but he also went and lost his family, lost his wife, and now he's by himself with the just the the hunger to go win another championship, <laughs> basically. It, so I don't know. I hope he's able to find some peace. Apparently, he got a girlfriend already, and apparently, she's bad. That's what I'm hearing. I mean, Tom Brady has a type, and Tom Brady got a wallet. That's a fact. So Tom Brady's. Always uh, gonna have bitches ex- around until Tom Brady is married and off the market again. Uh, uh, ever expanding wallet because even when he's finished playing, well, actually, now that he's finished playing, nigga, he's gonna go be a commentator on Fox and get paid probably the same amount of money, if not more, than he was getting paid playing football. Probably true, and he can he can definitely do that longer than he can play football. <laughs> hey, bro, let me just say this: mm-hmm. um, his ex ex wife, I guess, uh, his first ex wife. Um, she's better than fucking Giselle, bro. Damn, for real? I don't remember yeah. her at all. I'm about to tell you right now. Her right. name, uh, uh, Kat- Catherine Monaghan. Ooh, that name is definitely familiar, though. Oh, Tom Brady, Catherine. Yeah, Catherine Bridget Monaghan. She's an actress. Ooh. She, to me, she was way cuter. Well, he like, also got with Giselle after she was a little older. Can you see this joint? Oh yeah, I recognize her. She looks bad right now. Yeah, she looked good as shit. So okay. and I think she had uh the, his first child with uh with her, so shout out to Tom. Hey, Tom Brady always had the baddies too though. He sure did, I told you. Oh, before we go into this last um topic that we were gonna do, just because this is another one I meant to write down yesterday when I saw it. Yeah. On OnlyFans, a dude paid a chick ten 
thousand dollars to meet her yes. and only got a hug. Oh, took a picture with this joint God. and she's not even touching him in the picture. Right. She turns around and spends that 10 K on her and her boyfriend to go travel around the world. And I'm just like, yo, like, first of all, 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 your ass going to end up being bankrupt because you was so pressed for this one girl on OnlyFans who I've never even heard of. So obviously she's not like known, known. She's OnlyFans nope. known. You spent that much money on a chick on OnlyFans for her to not even touch you, no hug, no kiss, no little wank, wank, no nothing. No. 10K. You couldn't figure out something better to do <clears throat> with $10,000, my guy? Look, like, man. 10K, were, yo. I'm going to be totally honest with you, right? You were better off going to your <laughs> local prostitute spot in whatever city you live mm -hmm. and just giving a random stripper in there ten thousand dollars to come fuck the shit out of you for the whole night i'm saying you'd really You're had a better off doing that than giving this girl ten thousand dollars just to meet her maybe have like lunch with her maybe take a few pictures with her and that's it and you paying just... for lunch <laughs> you paying to get them pictures developed <laughs> yeah you paying for all that shit dog you're paying ten thousand dollars so that not only can they go dog, imagine that like you go out for like a week ass lunch right and then you just see the girl with her man, like at a vicious restaurant, all decked out, mm -hmm. all looking vicious. She was with some in some yoga pants with you, and she's with her man, looking all vicious and shit. And you're back home, like yo, I just spent ten thousand dollars to take a picture with a bitch. God mm -hmm. forbid that anybody I know or even knows anybody I know. Where to do something like that, dog? Because that's insane, dog. Simping to bankruptcy, man. I'm telling you, simping to bankruptcy. Look, man, that's why, man. Yeah, look, man. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, red pill, whatever, blue pill, whatever the fuck that shit is, man. But the reality of it is, man, fuck with women who fuck with you, man. The truth is, trust me, you don't got to be the greatest looking dude to get, you know, attention or love from girls. Just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And just don't be a cornball. That's really all you gotta know, dog. Just be yourself and don't be a cornball and be be a genuinely nice dude. And uh, you don't need to fucking spend ten thousand dollars. It's gonna feel, dog. That that nigga might kill himself. I'm gonna be honest with you. Hey, he and if, if you really find a need to go ahead and pay for some, just go find a uh, uh, prostitute somewhere. Like, yeah, just go find a. prostitute. <laughs> it's not gonna cost you nowhere near ten thousand no. dollars to get down. <laughs> no, and you'll feel way better than how you did giving this girl ten thousand dollars for a picture and a hug, and it looked like one of them weak ass hugs. Like it didn't even look like. Didn't a even look like hug. it was touching to me. So it looked like a little like a like I don't know, bro. That was weird. It mm -hmm. looked like something you do like in the fifth grade. Yeah, pretty much. So, you know so I I just thought that that was <clears throat> it was hilarious and maddening at the same time, incredibly maddening. And the dude like, looked young. He looked he didn't look any more than like twenty five. And that's the worst part about it, right? Is that these guys don't get me wrong. He looked like how you typically would expect somebody that paid ten thousand dollars to uh to look. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, you know, somewhat overweight, somewhat kind of like goofy looking. But it's like, bro, just go to the gym, dog. You're still young enough. That you could be go to the gym and get in good shape and you know just get your you know get your swag up a little bit and get your money up maybe if that's what you need to do Man. and dog you're still at a time where you don't have to spend ten thousand dollars for sexual encounters like you really don't that just trips me out 10k dog 
10k though i mean come on 10k for just even to get down with a stripper would be hella ridiculous like yeah. i mean she's gonna have to be doing everything that god has ever deemed sexually possible you know what i'm saying and she's gonna have to be so human amazingly bad i'm saying I mean? i'm saying like like but, the best joint in there is gonna have to be that only fans i mean do niggas not remember that the porn that porn is on the inter on the internet plentiful and free like you don't have to be but paying see, for OnlyFans. And again, I just feel like these are also like a different, and I hate to say breed of people, but like people who are like incels, who like, they don't even talk to females in their real life. Because I feel like if if they even had female friends, they would know that this is not the way to approach it. Like, like for example, right? If any one of my female friends were to like know that I'm over here doing anything remotely near similar to what he's doing, uh -huh. They would look at me like, dog, like, why are you doing that? Like, like what the like, fuck? You're, you're fucking lunching. Like, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. and, and I don't know, bro. I, I just feel like it's one thing to subscribe to OnlyFans or two, right? It's another thing to invest thousands of dollars into, you know, this person when they're going to just use that to go on vacation with their fucking man. So exactly, that's that's crazy. Dog. It, it just, oh, I'm sorry. Just come on, make it some Jesus, make it make sense. That's all I need. I would say I'm disgusted in her, but I'm even more like ten times more disgusted in him, and and I'm even a hundred more times disgusted in whoever raised him, yeah, or, or any of his friends or alleged friends. For real, because if you if you even brought that up to me, I'd be like, bro, what the fuck are you even thinking, Doug? <laughs> yeah. You have enough money to at least put down for a new car to start putting down on a house, and you gonna go give it to a joint on OnlyFans, like. <laughs> First I of all, you better bring like this joint up and show me how bad she is and then tell me and then let me know what this $10,000 is getting you, bro. Real quick, because <laughs> I remember you, you sent me this story and I got to go see if she was even bad because I don't remember if she was bad or not. Let me see. I mean, she was yeah. all right. She was all right. Yeah, she really wasn't even like super bad like that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Yo, you never know. You, you never know who you who you fall in, in air quotes love with. <laughs> this nigga looks like Dog, wow. Oh. Like a Sasquatch? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and she, like, she really does not even look that bad, like, at all. Mm -mm. She looks like your typical person you run in, into at the mall or mm -hmm. something like that. Oh, yeah. She's pretty good. She looks like a non-playable character, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> NPC. I love it. Just she looks like NPC it. you see walking around in D.C. No right? bull. <laughs> all right. And then the last topic that we got up today, <laughs> and when you told me this, like, it was so stupid. I wanted to bust out laughing, but it was just so stupid that I, I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. anyway, Kylie Jenner throws an Astro World <laughs> themed party for one of her kids. And I'm just saying, we all do we not remember what happened at Astro World, Kylie? Yeah. Now, <laughs> let me just make sure that I'm not incorrect about this. Did Travis Scott or did, did did they name one of their child's Astro? I have no idea, honestly, because I don't care you. about Kylie Jenner one bit. <laughs> Hold on, kids names, because if they did right, I can kind of see where they can get away with saying, look, man. Uh, oh, no, no, it's stormy and air. As in like the air we breathe or like oh. air as in air to a company. <clears throat> Uh, A I R E. I guess that's supposed to be like the air, but I don't understand. Maybe that's how they sp it's spelled in some other language or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, apparently at first the name they named him Wolf. 
<laughs> Yo, stupid. <laughs> oh. But anywho, so it's not Astro. That's not their name. So okay, I guess they can't use that as an excuse that they were saying that it was Astro, their child's world. But in this case, it was Astro World themed, aka looking like the festival that killed ten people, aka the festival that damn near took down Travis Scott's career. And she thought it was a good idea. Her with her super in the name in the media uh uh name and and her being who she was she thought it was a good idea for her to uh to not only do this for her child but also post pictures up of it on her social media i'm assuming so you know yeah, it takes a it <clears> takes <throat> a, a special kind of uh a special kind of privilege ah <laughs> dare i say uh white privilege yeah i'd say it's definitely of the yakubian variety Dare I say Yakubian? Uh, and yeah, we're bringing that back for 2023. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Since since these Romero disbanded, we we still keeping that funk alive. Gang, gang. Which which was crazy because I don't know if you peep, but like everybody's kind of switched up on Deezus because he kind of really turned into Hollywood Deezus now. Yeah, I mean, and that's exactly what Mero said was the issue, one of the main issues. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I I I get it, but hey, I mean, I mean, every time I've seen Jesus, he's like in some little circle of lo- what look like in people. Yeah, that's the weird part about it. Like, so, and and what's weird about it is that like you listen to the show and you're like, no, I would have never assumed that this was like, you know, your group of friends. Like I feel like typically, when you see somebody's group of friends that they hang out with, you're like, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, it doesn't really look like this makes sense with Jesus, but Mm-mm. Mm-mm. but uh, nonetheless, uh, we'll have a whole episode talking about our distaste with the the uh, breaking up of bodega boys which we've never really talked about on here because we really haven't um but i think we should probably dedicate our own little uh episode for that just because we have we could have a wake for the boys bro i'm trying to tell you that was one of the first podcasts i remember ever hearing maybe like 10 years ago yeah i want to say it was like on, on complex f- i don't remember if it, it wasn't the first but it was like <clears throat> in the top three that i first yeah, heard it was at least yeah at least in the top three top five first podcast that i remember hearing where like when i would show it to people they'll be like hold on so they're just sitting down talking about shit mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're listening and i was like yeah dog. like and it's crazy because i feel like it was so easy for me to do this at my job at the time because i was sitting in a booth by myself yeah so it kind of felt like you were just having a conversation with your homies mm-hmm. and i feel like that's kind of where personally i try to get and i'm sure you, you would agree with this where we try our podcast to just kind of seem like you know you're just chilling with your homies talking about all these topics and whatnot and as opposed to like a very structured kind of organized thing which some podcasts like to you know follow but i feel like personally the ones that i enjoy most are ones that kind of just seem like, you know, people are just chilling. Yeah, like they're sitting down having drinks together, just sitting back talking yeah. and chilling. Yeah, I love those too, man. Those sure. those are the best. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, back to, uh, to Kylie throwing that party. Look, man, she was definitely wrong for that. At the very least, uh, if not wrong in the sense that um, that it's fucked up, it's, she's at least wrong for, for not realizing that this would get backlash. You know what I mean? Because it's obvious this happened, I don't even think a year maybe like a year and a half ago now mm-hmm. it's, been, it's been a little minute now but it, it, it's still relatively new travis is still trying to recuperate from all of this you know what i mean even though his shoes haven't had trouble selling out but that's neither here nor there mm-hmm. but um yeah that, that was just a crazy option that uh, i'm sure that she knows better and 
I don't know why she didn't do better. But, I mean, you know. I mean, she's she's rich and that's privilege. You know what I'm saying? There you go, rich white privilege. Now, actually, there was one more topic I wanted to bring up real fast. Was the uh, we had talked about it before the three Detroit rappers that went oh, missing yeah, yeah. after their show got canceled. That was crazy, insane. That bro. is, yo. So for those of y'all that don't know, essentially what happened was these three guys they met while they were in prison. Right, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, I think that's part of the story. They met while in prison, and they're like, they're around my age. They're like late twenties, early thirties, all of them. I think they're they're all between the ages of twenty eight and like thirty two, give or take. Okay. And apparently, up and coming rappers. Uh, I think this is gonna be their second show ever. So you know, like super fresh up and coming rappers. Oh sure. And they had, <clears throat> I guess, agreed to perform at a show, uh, at this club slash bar or whatever. So apparently they got in contact with their family before they were on the way over there. They went over there. Uh, the show got canceled and they were never heard from again. Now, mm. if I understand correctly, I think that they found one of their cars at this apartment complex of like a few days later uh-huh. and they found it. Uh, they like essentially uh, they found like a 14 year old kid, like a 15 year old kid who had it. Damn. And it was just like a really strange connection of events. And eventually, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I think it was the day before, they found all three bodies in an abandoned apartment building in Detroit. So just a super crazy fucking turn of events. Uh, You know, and I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see what happened. Yeah. I just, this literally sounds like a movie. You know what I mean? Like some some shit out of a show or a movie. So, uh, yeah, that story really just, it, I think it, it, it piqued everybody's attention because it was it was pretty crazy. Now, well, I, I'm I'm still waiting to hear more information about it because it's just like, okay, they had a show, it got canceled, and then they all just vanished. Like, what the fuck? So, like, and they were together too. Like, I think they all rode together to the show or something like that. Yeah, I believe so. so. I believe they all rode to the show together, and I think they were like I said in one of their cars, and then they found a car later. Mm. They weren't there, and then they found them. A day or two later in an abandoned apartment complex so mm. you know I'm, I'm sure we're gonna get a lot more details as you know time goes oh yeah and, and you know rest in peace to those three guys you know mm. it's a terrible thing that happened but i really really want to know what happened cause i do sound, too it sounds like some crazy ass shit you know like i'm sure we all have our theories of what might have happened maybe you know because i heard somebody say you know maybe they were out of town and they were like yo let's let's try to you know bust the move real quick since we out of town or whatever. And, you know, sometimes if you don't know where you at, that might not be the best idea. That's true. So, uh, you know what I mean? And I don't, and who knows, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to speculate on something that I really have no idea on. So, you know, if we do get word of that in the future, we'll hopefully remember to, uh, keep y'all posted on that. Hopefully if our memory bank serves us right. <laughs> no bull. But, no uh, bull. but yeah, man, super, super crazy. Uh, events, man. Uh, condolences to all their families. For sure. Definitely rest in peace to those guys, bro. For sure, for sure. Uh, condolences to the fam. And uh, this really does bring us to the end of the episode for today. And I just wanted to say, I wish I had remembered this at the beginning of the episode because I never do, but we just passed our seventh anniversary. So we are on seven years of doing this and bringing this to y'all. Seven okay. years. Starting 2016, coming to 2023. It's been a great ride. We continue. We hope to continue to have many more years with y'all checking us out. Um, And on that note, we actually came prepared with suggestions today, y'all. I just on that note, you know, it's a special, (laughs) special date for us. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, we had to come correct and do 
what we're supposed to do on this fucking show. <laughs> and I'm only doing this because I rode back on an eight hour flight and I had to watch something. So <laughs> I started watching and finished watching uh, my suggestion for this week, which is the show Your Honor. Now, I watched the first season, damn near all, almost half of it on the plane and I finished watching the rest of it this past week. And the second season that's actually currently airing on Fridays on Showtime. So definitely, if you haven't checked that out yet, checked out uh, the first uh, first season. Really, really dope show. Um, it's with Brian Cranston. And for those who don't know, that's uh, Breaking Bad, Walter White. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle, he's the dad in that show. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about by now. Uh-huh. Really, really dope show. It, it's He's a judge in it. And I guess I don't really want to say too much just because I know that you find out the premise of the show in the first episode, but I don't want to say too much because... Yeah. You know, people might think I'm giving spoilers away, but they're really not spoilers. But it's a really dope show. Definitely check it out. It's on Showtime. Your honor. There you go. And my suggestion this week is, um, again, I think it's 90% right that it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, yeah. It's a show called Kaleidoscope. It stars uh, Giancarlo Esposito, Esposito, excuse me, who was, um, what's that nigga's name on Breaking Bad? Oh, he was the burger guy. Oh, um, I can't remember his name. You mean the chicken guy? The chicken guy. There you go. Pollo uh, Loco or some oh, shit like yeah, that, right? Pollo's Hermanos. There you go. What the guy? Oh, I can't remember what that guy's name was. But you know, you y'all know who the fuck I'm talking about. If you watch The Boys, he's the new director of Vought on oh, that Gus, train. Gus Fring. There you go, Gus Fring. Uh, so y'all know Giancarlo Esposito. He's a vicious ass fucking actor. Yeah, but yeah. um. And I don't want to I don't want to say too much about this show also because you find out what the premise is quickly in in it. But at this joint they say it's the TV show that you can watch all of the episodes in any order that you want except for the white episode and the white episode is the last episode where everything you know culminates. So yeah. check that out Netflix um Kaleidoscope. It's very well done, very interesting. It's just a short mini series. I think it's like I think it's seven episodes at the most or something like that. So go ahead, check that joint out. It's pretty bomb. Check it out. All right. And did you um, bring it back also? Do you have any words of wisdom for the folks this week, sir? Look, man, it's a new year. Actually, it's um, two months into the new year now. Uh-huh. But we're here, man. We're back. Uh, like you said earlier, seven years strong. We we gunning for eight. We gunning for 10. Brr, we gunning for 20 for a for <clears throat> But we want to thank y'all for listening each and every week, man. Yes, sir. And uh, keep rocking with us, and we're going to keep rocking with y'all. Um, it's cold out there. It's dry out there, so that means you should definitely put some, you know, uh, lotion together, you know, and get that situated. Mm-hmm. Some chapstick, go, too. Some chapstick. You don't want to go out there with some crusty-ass lips and get all... Get that little cut that the wind, you know what I mean? Be oh. getting into your shit. <laughs> yeah. That shit is a terrible feeling. Let me tell you, I've, I've experienced it before. I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, but definitely make sure you moisturize out there. Make sure you get in all the cracks and crevices because you want to be nice and moisturized when you walk out into these frigid, dry temperatures. Let me say, if you got to go to the grocery store, which I know my co-host on the opposite of me has to go. Yes, sir. Moisturize my nigga pose. Hey, believe it. That's why we keep the industrial strength lo- or the industrial size lotion in the crib. Yeah, you goddamn right. <laughs> Winter is not about to be ash season around here. Nope, <laughs> not never. All right, y'all. Well, again, thank y'all for checking us out, hanging with us for however long y'all been with us. If you've been with us for the entire seven years that we've been around so far, we truly, truly appreciate it. Yo, be good, and if you can't be good, at least 
be the best that you can be. If you can't do that, man, at least make your mama proud. And if you can't do that, man, look, man, it's about to be spring season. You know, you want to be out there with your nice car, with your nice everything going on, with some money in your pocket, right? Hey, gang, gang. And you're not going to have money in your pocket if you're not using your right turn signal when you're making that right. And I slam right into you because I didn't know you was making the right. <laughs> now you got to pay for a bumper. Now you got to pay for my bumper, too. All right? So get keep all the money you can in your pocket. And use them turn signals, nigga. This nigga always finds a way. All right, y'all. Thank y'all again for listening. We love you guys. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Happy anniversary to us and to those who have been hanging out with us. And we will catch y'all later. We love you. Peace. Peace.